Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcasts and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey, hey, hey. I got a condo in Manhattan. Baby, go to Manhattan. You and your ass invited. So go to get the cabin. Go pop a phone, pop, pop a phone. Turn around and drop a phone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back on the air. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com and all your favorite podcast providers as well. Brady Hicks here. We've got Kathy Fitz. Kathy Fitz is in the building. Hey, Brady, what's happening? How you doing, Kathy? Nothing much. It's good to be here. I, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I'm excited to be here. Got a great guest. We're going to get into that into a minute, in a minute. And uh, some of the gang is back tonight, and I couldn't be happier. We also have the uh, maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. How you doing, sir? Ah, great. Well, great to be here, man. I finally made it to Zoom. <laughs> yes. And, and you can check us out, by the way, if you just go on uh, YouTube and, and search for Brady Hicks. I, I upload the uh, segments to there since... Uh, since the um, the premium on Patreon hasn't been uh, as diligent as I would like, so there are still premium content things up there. But I've been putting our shows up on the free YouTube for those to check out. Uh, we also have Ray Bogus. What's going on, Ray? Speaking to you from beyond the void as the disembodied voice this evening, rather than having my face there. Brady, you said one of the most ridiculous things. We're going to talk about it. As we talked about, as we came right on the show, I was ready to talk some, like, 
some happy things, share some fun stories, and no, no, you just immediately, that's what you do, you just kick hornet's nest. <laughs> well, we're going to talk fun things tonight. First of all, and, and this is what kind of spawned the entire thing, Kathy, uh, so tonight you went out and you got us from Impact Wrestling, the one and only Moose, and Moose is going to be joining us in about 20, 25 minutes, so... I'm excited to have him on the air with us. I'm a huge Moose fan. Stro was telling me he is as well. And, uh, yeah, what's not to like about the guy? He is just like, he looks like a beast. You know, he goes out there and he's somebody that looks... Okay, well, I wouldn't know that. I only see what I see on TV, and he looks like he wants to kill everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, I've been saying how, how much I like Impact Wrestling. I mean, I've been watching it every week. Um, my favorite segment, for those who are curious, is Swinger's Palace. I think that uh, Johnny Swinger has done some amazing stuff, Daddy, and you should all check it out. But then I went so far as to say, and the Internet people will kill me for this, um, I like Impact Wrestling better than I like AEW. I do. I wasn't going to admit okay. it here, but Ray is going to force me to admit it. Um, I think AEW is very self-serving. I think they spend more time talking about how important they are than showing you how important they are. And I think Impact is in a really sweet spot because they're starting to benefit from getting all that underutilized talent that WWE didn't want anymore. And AEW wasn't willing to swap, you know, to to, to just kind of swallow up. So as a result, like, Impact's got a great roster right now. And I just feel like they're in their sweet spot. It's a very manageable amount. And... From top to bottom, it's a lot of talent there. I'm on board with it, Ray. I, I don't know. Have you not been watching it? Is, is that I, I don't understand how anyone couldn't say how good it is. Well, so remember, I do not even recognize Impact as existing because Derek and I declared it dead. Well, it, it, you guys are wrong. No, it's dead. It doesn't exist. So... I mean, no, Brady, like, like, okay, no, look, look, if you like Impact, like, that's fine. That's fine. Like, there's, there's plenty, you're right, there are plenty of good things happening in Impact right now. But I mean, the idea that it's a better product than, than AEW at this particular moment, I don't know, that's a stretch, man. I'm not saying that the wrestling is all better. Although a lot of the wrestling is very good. They had a they had a knockout knockdown pay-per-view tournament over the weekend and uh, it was won by Mercedes Martinez. I think that tells you all you need to know about a women's tournament. You know, their title match is Mickey James against Diana Perazzo. To me, that's fantastic women's wrestling. Then you look at the men, you know, and they've been able to quietly add Matt Cardona. Uh they've got big casts in there now. Uh, they've got Moose. They've got Eddie Edwards. They they uh, they have a tremendous tremendous talent base. Uh, Rich Swan, you know, it, it, and I don't know. Like it, it's just it's an exciting time for Impact Wrestling. It, they're not dead by any stretch. I mean, some of that I, I say tongue in cheek. I I still say that they're. I still say it's a it's a corpse show. That. <laughs> You're thinking of Dixie Carter. She's gone. Well, 
I mean, I've said this before on this show. When I think of Impact Wrestling, I think of someone, like, going deep into the Amazonian jungle and discovering some lost Olmec city. And you just look around at, like, these monumental carvings on the wall of, you know, of AJ Styles and uh, of, of Kurt Angle. And uh, at that time, they brought the Nasty Boys in for, like, two days. <laughs> and, and and all that, all kind of that heyday. And my problem is that, my problem is that continuity, I think, hurts them here. And it's it's just hard for me to be invested in that same promotion now. I, I can understand that, but that era is dead. You know, that, that, that's, I uh, I, but, but this is a new era. These are totally different people. You know, Stro, they had a great segment on us. <laughs> I talked about the Swingers Palace this week. So Hernandez is his bodyguard. So Hernandez is hanging out back in the back most yeah. of the time. And, you know, they're, they're pulling stuff off the walls. And Hernandez, Hernandez unrolls a poster. And he's like, what the hell is this? And Swinger's like, ah, oh, just put that away, Daddy. That, just put that away. <laughs> and, and Hernandez is like, are you sure? And he goes, yeah, Daddy, no one wants to see that or whatever. And Hernandez turns it around, and it's a full-page spread of Dixie Carter. <laughs> like, it's, 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 oh, amazing. It's, a, it's amazing. It's amazing. The writing is so God. good on there. The, the writing is so good. Oh, I, uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, by the way, not to change the subject, but I don't know if you guys saw, but Vince Russo apparently uh, – he wasn't. He didn't say he was drunk, Ray. But but the equivalent of the uh, late night college drunken text to Vince McMahon: Hey, do we got a beef? Why do you hate me? <laughs> Did you hear this? It's amazing. It's amazing. So Vince Russo, he's talking about this in the interview, Kathy. And Vince Russo says that he he ta- he, he messages Vince McMahon and asks. What their beef is. Why? And Vince is like, I don't have a beef with you at all. And then Vince Russo says, okay, well, I'd like to put this out there. Um, I'd like to come and evaluate your show and maybe help you guys out. And Vince didn't answer him. <laughs> and, and some of that just kind of tell you that, that is, what you need to know. That, that is the Saturday Night Drunken Text. You, <laughs> in the words of Mary Von Rasking, that is all the people need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Vince Russo. I, I, I do think that they could benefit from having him uh, as part of a team, but I don't think that he's the right guy writing those shows. I think he would take an already bad product and drive it into the ground. Uh-huh. Hey, he already drove know. Dixie into the ground. And WCW. So. I, I guess, all right. Look, there's a way to send that late night text. Yeah. And, okay, here's the thing. Is that, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to get together sometime? 
like if Vince had, or if if Vince Russo had said, you know, hey, you know, you know, I'd like to maybe come on Raw, be involved for a little while. Vince probably at least answers him back and says, either, you know, you know, hey, let's not talk about it at this time, or all right, yeah. here's here's a type here we're talking about. The problem is that Vince Russo set the equivalent of, hey, you up, question mark, let's screw. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, like, he, he, yeah, he, he came he at it. No self-awareness? Right, exactly. That That's what I mean. It's like that late-night college text. Uh, he came at it from a position where, uh, as if oblivious to what anybody has said about him over the last 20 years, where, hey, I want to help you guys. As if he could bring something to the table that would improve their situation. And maybe he can. Like I said, I, I'm not averse to the idea of him being there trying to help them. But I don't want him running those shows. You know, I I I I see what he did in nineteen ninety eight and nineteen ninety nine and if that was all him then kudos to him. I just feel like he probably had way more help than he ever wanted to admit. I think that, you know, you had Jim Cornette there with him. I think you had ever, all the ideas had to filter through Vince. I think Vince was 20 years younger and uh, certainly a lot more, like, pop culturally aware. I think there's a lot of factors that went into it, but I, I don't think that Vince Russo writing Raw or SmackDown is a good idea. Now, Paul Heyman, totally different story. Uh, I didn't think that they really gave Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, that experiment, a chance to even get off the ground. Well, no, they they can't have because if they if they gave them that chance, then it might have proven that it might have proven that parody booking won't work. We can't have that. Yeah. Well, and and that's what it and and also that you want to push people that you know it don't always got to be the same couple people. There were some names that Paul Heyman was like highly interested in that are no longer on the roster because Paul Heyman's not writing the show anymore. It's a shame, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway, I, I digress because Impact Wrestling is a great show. I'm not saying AEW isn't good. Um, I just, hey, you know, sometimes it's about more than just the 30-minute uh, match where the commentators talk about how great the 30-minute match is for 30 minutes. Sometimes there's more to it. I just, I'm sorry, I can't get over this. You, you utterly failed twice to run a show of your own. And you're going to call up the guy who has successfully I know. dominated the right. wrestling industry for yeah. longer than I have been alive. Right. And... Hey, I wanted to know if you wanted to pay me to critique your show. Right, as if to say Vince wouldn't have already been doing that if that's what he wanted to do. 
I, I got nothing. It's funny. It's funny. I get, I mean, oh. I mean, listen, uh, Jeff Jarrett was under contract with the company up until I think the pandemic. I, I don't remember if he got let go this year or last year, uh, but he was under contract for a couple of years there. And creatively, uh, Jeff Jarrett has probably, in terms of like bodies of work and like longevity behind those bodies of work, I would think Chris, I would think Chris Jarrett, I would think that Jeff Jarrett, um, was an infinitely better storyteller than Vince Russo. Just based on everything that he did, you know, down in down in Memphis, everything he did through three stints with WWE, everything he did with Impact, starting Global Force. I, I, I Impact was good when Jeff Jarrett was running it. I, I don't, you know, it, it is what it is, and it's uh, yeah, no need for Vince Russo. Thank you. And I don't mind the guy. Like people really don't like him. He never bothered me. He he never bothered me. But I just I just like I think Ray. I think you put it best. Like that that smacks of like lack of self awareness. You know. I mean, there's. I get it. We've all we've all you know had a job that maybe we weren't necessarily qualified for that we really wanted, and we said, you know, let's let's take a shot here. I guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I dumbass. Just a dumbass. <laughs> well, speaking of dumbass, I, I gotta mention it before we bring uh our guest on in a little bit. Uh so WWE this week because of the baseball playoffs, uh they have to put SmackDown on FS one going to be a huge blow to the ratings every time they go on that network uh, because people don't look for it there you know um now i contend that the ratings how much do they really matter how many people watch it on dvr anyway or 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 just watch it on demand after the fact that i can't imagine that their live numbers are that groundbreaking but apparently it's the top show in professional wrestling in the u.s and that's fine. That's good. So anyway, they're going to take a hit on FS1. Uh, but they decided, as part of the fun, Ray, that they're going to extend SmackDown by a half an hour to put it against Rampage, AEW. On, um, I guess it's on TNT or TBS. I'm not even sure where it is, to be honest, because I DVR it. Um, but anyway, so they're doing that half hour. So now Rampage is doing an untelevised YouTube match um, featuring Brian Danielson. I don't remember who they said it was, but it's a really good one. And uh, Tony Khan has gone on record as saying that Rampage is going to beat SmackDown in the ratings this week. Now, will it? Maybe. If, If they're going to do it one week, I would think the week that they're on FS1, not in their usual time slot, I would think, yeah, like, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. But they were like 1.6 million viewers apart last week. That's a pretty big difference. You're not going to make that up. I mean, it, I guess it could get close. I just, I, I want to kind of want to grab Tony Khan and say, who cares? Yeah, 
you're, not posi- you're not positioned to go to war with him right now. Right. That's my thing, and and that's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I'm tired of the rest Khan! of the company. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind Khan. I I don't mind Khan. Uh, I, I'm I'm tired of the wrestling company that spends most of its program telling me why it's better. He seems like a nice guy. He seems okay. Yeah. He seems okay. They're handling Urban Meyer correctly, I guess, right? Well. Jacksonville Jaguars, you know. Well. Take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in Ohio took one for the team. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's a mess. I don't know. Oh, I, I mess. Being, well, I, I don't think AEW spends as much time as you think they do. It's mostly the punk the punk promos, which I'm tired of and I want to stop. I don't I don't need them. I don't I don't, I don't want them. I have no interest in them. Like Mussolini. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think he needs to do a promo. Especially since he says the same thing every week. Just like I'm tired of it. Like, uh, yeah, I get it. You're happy to be back. Go do something. Yeah. Yeah. Go, now, he, go do he's something. T- he's two and out. I don't know if he knew that. Isn't that nice? Yeah, two and out. Isn't that nice? He beat a. He beat a skinny guy who looks like he sits in the back of the class and does drugs, and somebody who like regularly loses matches. But you know, hey, he's two and zero, so that's you know that's good. Hey, Paul, is, is he like wrestling? It. Is he wrestling Marco Stunt next? God, I hope. Oh, Paul White is two and zero, so hopefully he'll get the title shot first. Oh yeah, Ooh. my dude, Paul White, <laughs> my man, <laughs> my man. Leo Rush is on AEW. Yes. He looks the same, except he grew out this, like, cactus coming out of his head in the back. It's kind of weird. I would rather have a Brandon Cutler push than a CM Punk push at this point. Brandon Cutler, yes. yes. How about Christian Cage silently going 7-1 and one with little fanfare? It's almost like they don't value him as a star. I don't know, man. We were told... When he signed, I remember we were told that there was going to be a major signing. Yeah, I, I actually had the nerve to think it was going to be Kurt Angle. No reason to think that. You know, I, I will say, I mean, I so Impact Wrestling back in the day, uh, and there were some huge names attached to it and everything. Uh, they were amazing. But like I was saying earlier, uh, if you guys check out Impact Wrestling today, I think they're sneaky good. I, I think that they have a lot of really great stuff going on. And right now, I want to bring on one of the major stars of Impact Wrestling. Kathy, I love you so much for lining this up for us. You're amazing. We have the one and only Moose on the line. What What's going on, Moose? How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing really good. Really right, excited Moose. to hear from you. <laughs> So we, we have uh, Kathy, we right. have uh, Maestro, we're all here, and uh, like I said, we're, we're so excited to have you. Um, I've been talking about Impact Moose because I think it's a product that has um, quietly gotten very, very, very good these last couple of years. I, I, I don't know if you share the same sentiment, um, but I think so much attention goes at the big two, 
that I think people are overlooking impact right now. Do you, do you think that's safe to say? Um, yeah, um, I, and I'm not being biased. I honestly, um, truly believe that impact out of all the wrestling companies, uh, we produce the best TV shows. It just, um, is one of those things where AEW is new and, um, everybody loves them right now. And WWE is the biggest wrestling organization up there. So obviously mm-hmm. they have a lot of biased fans. So, but if you compare, the actual product, uh, our stuff by far is the best TV product. And I do totally agree with that. So you've been with Impact, I think, about five years by my count now. Um, just kind of oh, looking well, at I, it, Moose, and uh, – sorry? Six years now. Six years. Okay, wow. Time really flies. Yeah. I um, But you're you're a guy who could have gone anywhere you wanted, I would think. What kind of went into that decision, not just to sign with Impact, but to, to stay with them as long as you have? Um, especially this last contract I just signed with him. Um, I literally could have gone anywhere, like to mm-hmm. AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, literally any company I wanted to. It was just one of those situations where um, – I like the freedom I get with Impact. Um, money is not a big driver for me because I've made a lot of money. I played in the NFL for seven plus years, so I've made, I've had a chance yes. to make a, a bunch of money. So that wasn't uh, a big driving point for me. Uh, and I, it's a lot of things that I haven't accomplished at Impact that I would like to accomplish, and um, and that was pretty much my my biggest motivation was um, some of the goals I had set set aside um, and I haven't gotten a, a chance to, to hit yet. So, Well, you, you talk about hitting, and uh, actually one of the fans that asked this, it's the perfect time because you mentioned playing football. Uh, the fan wants to know, what was more physical? Was it the wrestling or was it the NFL? Oh, I, obviously the NFL um, – is is not even comparison. I hate when it's like it gets annoying when people act that. It's like it's honestly common sense. Like there's a reason why you uh, you're playing span in the NFL is three to six seven years, and in wrestling you can wrestle to like your sixties if you want it. So it's like that's true. It's, that's, yeah, it's a common sense question. I mean, obviously. The sport that has a shorter span is harder. (laughs) I got That makes a lot of sense. Now, for me, you know, playing Madden or playing, like, you know, SmackDown, whatever, I don't even know what the game is anymore. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, as a fan, I don't don't think you always kind of are able to associate that kind of stuff. So, I I, I, I was just, I, I mean, I'm sure that they were just kind of curious about that. Uh, but looking at everything that you're kind of quietly accomplishing in Impact, and uh, you mentioned that there was a lot more you wanted to do, I would think that Impact Heavyweight title would be a huge one for you, right? I mean, you've been kind of sniffing at that door for a while. Um, yeah, that, that was definitely one of them. Uh, and it, it's other things um, that I've, I've, I've never been an exhibition champion. I've never been a tag champion. It's, it's not just a. Uh, I mean, the heavyweight is obviously the the number one title on Impact. There's just um, there's a lot of things and a lot of people I want to get a chance to work with that I haven't got the opportunity 
to work with yet. And um, if I was to leave to go to WWE or AEW, I wouldn't get that that chance, you know. So it's um, it, like I said, it's an interesting time for Impact for sure. Um, and you, for years, you were one of the bigger guys kind of on that roster. You really still are. Um, but I look at some of these names coming in from, like, for example, WWE as they let get let go. And, like, all of a sudden, Impact has gotten, like, a lot bigger, you know, a lot more physical than I think it used to be. At least as a fan, that's how I perceive it. Um, what do you prefer? Do you prefer kind of that fast-paced style or more like, having more of those WWE-type people around that are just really physical? Um, I could do it all, honestly. Um, okay. I mean, what, I, I, I'm one of those guys that pride myself on being able to wrestle any style you put me in front of. So it honestly doesn't matter. It's just, a, a, it's just another day in the office, whatever I'm told to do that day. Okay, one of the, and you talk about kind of having any style. One of the fans wants to know about your time with Ring of Honor, uh, how that was. Is that something that you look back on fondly? And um, how much different is it, or was it, than what you're doing now with eight, with um, Impact? Um, I, I tell people Ring of Honor is one of those, like it's one of those things where if I didn't do Ring of Honor, I wouldn't be in the position I am now. I learned a lot okay. about professional wrestling, and um, and it was definitely it definitely helped with my um, transitioning and and um, what should I say and, and upbringing in professional wrestling. Players. Um, I'm very happy I went through the way that I did, and I went through Ring of Honor. Okay, and another person I know that was very important to you early on, uh, training with Mr. Hughes down there in Georgia, Curtis Hughes, a good friend of ours. Uh, we love the guy personally. Uh, what was that experience like? Is he uh, is he a tough trainer? Um, I wouldn't say a tough trainer. Uh, he's a trainer. Uh, every every okay. trainer is tough. I mean, it's their job to be tough. Uh, uh, but he he's good. I mean, without him, I um, probably will be where I am right now. Uh, so shout out to Mr. Hughes, total protection. <laughs> I love Mr. Hughes, total <laughs> protection. Uh, um, were you, were you a wrestling fan coming into this, or was it just something that you decided that you wanted to uh, to try? Um, I was definitely a huge wrestling fan coming into it. I mean, okay. Well, that, that's cool. I, I, so I guess my next question would be, like, all the moments you've had and everything, did you ever get, like, that pinch-me moment, you know, like, the like you just can't believe that you're here doing this? Mm. I, I've had a few of them. Um, you talking about matches-wise or, like, meeting somebody? I mean, or just whatever. Like... Experience. I mean, I, I mean I, I've had people tell me that standing in the ring at Madison Square Garden – was their pinch me moment. You know, I've had other people say, like, I got in the ring with, like, indie legend Mr. Ulala, and that was, like, their pinch me moment. I, I think it's different for every person, obviously, but did you have that moment where, like, the fan inside of you was just screaming? Um, probably when I wrestled, when I was in Ring of Honor and I got a chance to wrestle Okada, that was definitely um, a pinch uh, okay. me moment because I had a big fan of his and 
Uh, um, I mean, if you look at my moveset, a lot of things I do is uh, a, a lot of those things I got from Okada, you know, so. That is cool. That is, that is really cool. And you've done some uh, Japanese wrestling, I believe. I, I believe you have. Uh, how how much different is it wrestling for New Japan or taking on somebody like Okada versus, like, you know, what you kind of are seeing most of the time with American-style wrestling? Um, wrestling is wrestling. I mean, it's just okay. different by how you place different moves. And uh, by the end of the day, it's the same, it's the same thing. Okay, very just, cool. There's, there's uh, the different stories that you tell in Mexico and you tell in Japan and you, you tell in America. But at the end of the day, this wrestling is wrestling. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so you you talk about wrestling being wrestling, and like as a fan, I can tell you that like there were times when I watch you on TV and you look downright scary. You know, you look like somebody that I would be afraid to be in the arena when you're coming down to the ring or whatever. Um, how much of that is like like is that an important focus for you to kind of be that guy that like. I mean, obviously, you don't care if people love or hate you so much, but I, just that that idea of being feared like that, is that something that you ever think about? Um, Obviously, yeah. I mean, as your character, you want to portray the best of your character possible, you know. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. with the character I'm portraying, I should come down to the ring smiling. That wouldn't make too much sense. So, uh, I mean, yeah, right, right. so... Whatever it takes to portray whatever character you have, that's what you should do. Has there ever been a time when you were scared to be in the ring? Maybe a hostile crowd or anything like that? No. Oh, okay. Not at all. <laughs> okay. I, I wouldn't want to mess with you, I can tell you that. <laughs> Kathy said that's right. Uh <laughs> No, Mrs. Uh, very nice. When I saw him at the convention, you know, Mrs. Very nice guy, and I really appreciate him agreeing to come on to the show tonight. Yeah, thank you, Moose. No problem, uh, Moose. I, I think a lot of the fans. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to say it uh, because. Not all the fans are watching Impact Wrestling, and I, and I have no doubt that some will listen to this and maybe tune it in. Tune in, they haven't in a while, or whatever. Uh, but for people who aren't familiar, maybe give them a little taste for what they're missing if they're not watching Impact Wrestling on Thursdays. Uh, I mean, like I said in the beginning, it is the best wrestling um, product on TV show-wise, like. Um, all our shows are structured pretty good. They all make sense. They're exciting. They're funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard hitting good professional wrestling. I think Very the only cool. reason uh, and... why a lot of people don't pay attention to it because we don't draw the crowds that AEW and WWE do. But if you actually tell like a director to compare all three shows, they'll most directors will probably say, man, this product is probably the best. I, I and, and I agree. We were actually talking about it earlier. Um, Impact 
has become my favorite show every week to watch. And for a lot of different reasons, for a lot of the, the great talent that's on there. Uh, Moose, if we're to look at your career, say, five years down the line, what sort of things do you think you'll have accomplished in five years? Uh, I mean, hopefully several championships. Uh, I don't know. That's all. Hopefully um, several championships. And made okay. a lot of money um, doing it. Like, like Booker T used to say, the checks and the championships, right? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I, I, I did have another question, actually, and I just kind of thought of it now while you're talking about that. So this year in particular, we've seen some AEW talent come in and kind of take that impact title. And, and obviously, I mean, there's not a lot of hostility there, I wouldn't think. Um what kind of a message does that send to you guys when an outsider, now in this case a couple outsiders, are the ones that are holding on to that title belt that you want so badly? Uh, I don't take it personally. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I can't, I can't, I cannot um, stress over something I can't control. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. one of those things I'll be getting better and doing what I need to do and. Um, hopefully I'll be the guy that they can call on to, to um, carry the company and to um, be the face of the company or to hold the torch of the company. But, I mean, as to God's mother company holding the title, I mean, I don't, I don't think about that sure. because it's out of my control. Well, um, I, I was hoping that you would be the one to beat Kenny Omega because I thought it would have been a great story. And I thought it would have been a I, – I, obviously, you guys had a fantastic match anyway. Um, do you think overall that the alliance with AEW has kind of helped your product? Or, or do you think that uh, maybe you guys would uh, – I, I don't know how to put it, because obviously you don't – it wasn't a bad thing. But how do you think the alliance with AEW has worked out? I mean, so far, so good. I mean, I don't follow numbers to see how many viewers we get uh, mm-hmm. to answer mm-hmm. that question truthfully. But – I mean, I like it. It, it, it. I mean, if anybody's winning, it's the fans. Uh, for sure, for sure. And, and they're getting opportunities to see guys that haven't been in Impact for a while that they always enjoyed there, in addition to all the great talent that's there. Now, uh, Moose, I, I wanted to uh, to thank you so much for the time tonight. It, it really meant a lot. And uh you know, it, like I said, it was a great time. The uh, the 15 minutes here that we just did just kind of flew by for me. But, again, thank you so much for the time. Um, I also oh, thanks, wanted to thanks, add – it, it was great. Thank like you. I said, thank you, Miss. I, I was going to ask for a favor before – I was going to ask for a favor before you go, if that's okay. Um, I was hoping that we could get you to record a bumper for us to play on the beginning of the show. Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. Cool. Uh, so the name of the show is In the Room. If you could just tell people who you are and remind them that they're listening called? to In the Room. We'll have you on. It's called In the Room? Uh, in, the, in the Room. Okay. In the Room. Yes. Uh, just tell people who you are, remind them that they're listening to In the Room, and we'll have you on your way, sir. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, okay, yeah. This is Moose, and you're watching In the Room. 
Thank you so much, Moose. It was a real pleasure. Oh, thank you. All right. So that was the one and only Moose from Impact Wrestling. You can check him out each and every Thursday night. I, I sound like a bad host now. What show is it? What, is, what network is it on? I'm going to Google that. Hold on. Sorry. Impact on. It's on the tip of my tongue. I'm sorry. Sorry, Moose. You must think I'm an idiot. Impact Wrestling Network. It is on... Access TV, that's it. Access Day Nights, 8 Eastern, Access TV. And don't forget that you can also check out uh, the Impact On Demand stuff as well. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break right now, but on the other side, we're going to open up the phone lines. 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely B, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you're sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off the uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resume. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around.
All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Right here live on VOC Nation.com. I'm going to get to the still around. Uh, we're not renewing it this year, I officially decided. Uh, right now it's on an unsecured uh, website, and nobody goes to it, and it hasn't been updated forever. People have started the website. I was even thinking of things the other day. I don't know what you guys think about it. What the listeners think. But I feel like you almost don't even need a VOCNation.com anymore in a lot of ways because, uh, like for me, I listen to a podcast, right? I go on Spotify, or I go on Odyssey, or I just Google VOC Nation and click whatever player comes up. You don't necessarily need, aside to have a, aside, other than for having like a spot with just like a lot of quick links where you can get to everything that you need. Websites are pretty much obsolete now, I believe. What do you think? And that's how I feel. What do you think about that? Are websites obsolete? I don't think they're totally obsolete yet. Okay. Well, I, mean, I have nothing else to really add to that. Like, I don't, I don't think they're totally obsolete yet. It, it, it's a change for sure. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to get in touch with us here tonight. We'll be here for a little while longer, and, you know, we'll see who calls in. Maybe maybe we'll have a, a good time here. Uh, before we really kind of jump back in, Stro, I know you've been pretty busy. I know you've got some, uh, some movie and some TV things going on. Definitely want to hear about all that. And uh, preempting WCW Retro this week, I understand. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a crazy week this week. Um, WCW Retro uh, will be preempted until next week, and next Thursday, rather, and, we'll, and next Thursday we'll continue our discussion um, on the what-if scenarios in wrestling. So uh, bring your A-game next week, uh, next Thursday night, to WCW Retro on com. I'll be on set this Thursday for an upcoming horror film called The Love Spell. So I'll be on the lookout for that soon. Um this Friday night at midnight Eastern Standard Time, my horror sci-fi show, The Stroh Zone, continuing the month of Halloween, on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Stroh the Maestro. And uh, Friday night's feature will be Light of Frankenstein. So please tune into that. Nice. And then Saturday, I'm doing commentary for Shockwave Wrestling's Ode to Manson, uh, doing the tribute show to the, the late Moses Manson, who's a okay. brother and friend of mine in the business. Um, and the proceeds of the event will go into Moses uh, Manson, a.k.a. Daryl Hall's family. So uh, if you're in the Newburgh, North Carolina area at the Craven County J.C. Fairgrounds, um, right now I think uh, doors open at 6.30, bell time 7. Uh, for more information, how you can donate to the family and be a part of the show this Saturday, go to shockwavewrestling.com. Okay, very good. I... Um... I forget what I was going to say. I had something there. Oh, well, anyway, be sure to check out that. I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's a tremendous time, uh, so be sure to go check out Shockwave Wrestling and all the stuff that Stro Maestro is involved in. Uh, so thank you to uh, thank you to Impact Wrestling's Moose. Is it, like, terrible to call it TNA still? Like, Kathy, I still always want to say TNA. I must be come close about a hundred times during that interview with Moose. Uh, it's, it'll always be TNA to me, I think. 
You know, it would be if WWE changed his name to Raw. Well, like, okay, that's the show, <laughs> but the promotion will always be TNA. Yeah, it's always, yeah. I did tell you yeah. I got Mrs. Number, right? Uh, no. Um, did you get it from a empty? I'm only kidding. No, we're, we're, we're doing, it's shut up. We're doing the um, convention, and I was driving to the airport to get Kalisto and Buddy. And who mm-hmm. calls me? And says, I can't. Oh, you tell me this. Yeah. you pick me up? And I'm like, no, not me, but thanks for the number. Now I got it. There you go. There you go. I got to ask. So you had Kalisto, you had Murphy, and uh, Lana. Which one and were Fandango. your favorite? And Fandango. And f- I would imagine Fandango um, just danced and played crappy music the whole time. No, he didn't say a word. He just sat there. Okay. Buddy... Buddy I become friends with, so it was cool to hang out with him. Lana, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect, but she was very nice. Very Not nice. a diva? <clears throat> no. Okay. Not what I've heard she's great. And Kalista, you probably dealt with from his time in, like, CCW, right? No. Uh, Kalista, I mean, it was funny because the promoters contacted him and said, this is the girl that's picking you up. This is her number. And all I get is a text that says, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> so I call him back, and I went, Kalisto? He goes, yeah. You know, so then I picked Buddy up, and he said, uh, let's let's rip Kalisto. So I called him on my phone, and Buddy starts mm-hmm. talking Spanish, so I hear Kalisto going, hello? <laughs> and then Buddy's like, Kalisto, it's Buddy Murphy. Where are you? That's funny. That's funny. Well, I look forward to uh, to more guests from those uh, amazing conventions that you've had the last couple of weeks. That's uh, it's tremendous time. But anyway, thank you to Moose for the time tonight, and everybody needs to check out him because it's been absolutely amazing. On the other end of the dial. Uh, WWE, we got to get in the obligatory WWE stuff. Now, Stro, you actually brought this to the table, and I had forgotten. They're doing the King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown tournaments. I think it's great that the women are getting this opportunity. I have my fingers crossed that Shayna Baszler gets it. I'm really hoping that Shayna Baszler gets it. Um, either her or Dewdrop, I, I think. I, I, I would just, either one, I think, would just be a great... Uh, Great one to hold the Queen's crown. But Shayna Baszler in particular, because, like, she had so much promise when she came up to and it's like they really haven't capitalized on much of anything with her, aside from the first, like, month or two that she was there. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a big Shayna Baszler fan myself, and um, I'm, I'm really hope it comes down to her and Dewdrop, honestly. Yeah. For the finals. That'd be, but, that'd be great. The weird thing, so here's the weird thing, and uh, I don't agree with this, uh, but she's facing Dewdrop in the semifinals. Mm. And then the winner will be, will face the winner of Carmella and Zelina Vega. So unless we get some shenanigans, which I I don't think wrestling has a lot of shenanigans usually, um, Mm -hmm. I would expect that the winner of Shayna Baszler and Dewdrop will be winning the tournament, I would think. 
I wouldn't bet against it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because, because, I mean, Shane, Shane is on a roll right now. Yeah. Now, with that said, you know they're just going to put it on Carmella because she's the most beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll have a crown and a mask. A crown and I a mask. Hoping, I was hoping Liv Morgan would get further than she did. Yeah, me too. Me too. They that really, would have been nice. I, I, I'm always – it's funny. I'm always pleasantly surprised when people support Liv Morgan, and I don't know why. She's slowly becoming good. Um, she's got a personality. She hasn't always gotten the chance to show it. She certainly benefited from being with Ruby Riot for all that time. You can just tell that, like, she got that veteran experience from her, you know, the – that the the that the highways and the byways as they say, you know. I, I think Liv Morgan's the real deal and I think she's gonna be something for them. It's uh but again I'm always surprised to hear people that support her, Ray. I think she's good. I do. Um that that's one side. The other side is the men's um and I know it would be so important for Xavier Woods to win this thing. Uh I mean he's been talking about it forever. <laughs> forever about wanting to be in the king of the ring and winning it and the, you know they're they come out he comes out for his match and he he goes out and he like he stares at the crown and he he's the only one that's playing it up how much he wants this you know and it's like it's just shaping up perfectly for him to get upset in the finals and it's a shame uh because i think he would be a fun king of the king of the ring i really do i think Absolutely. i think like the next king booker Oh, I, gosh. Can you imagine if he wins the thing? Oh, it would be amazing. And the crowd will go nuts. And I think it would solidify. Um, because I think, obviously, New Day are Hall of Famers. But I think it would solidify that all three of them deserve to be in that conversation. <clears throat> he is the one that kind of is lacking that really big piece of hardware. Yes. And yep. and he's never going to win the world title. That that does seem to be a stretch. Yes. No, I would love to see him win it. Me too. Me too. I would absolutely love to see him win it. The t- the title or the tournament? No, the the tournament. No, I don't want him to win the title. I want to see him win the title. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he won. He won the Super Eight tournament. I know it's not the same thing, but he beat Tommaso. He's at least as good as Tommaso. That's true. Yeah. Stuff is real, man. So real physical. Uh, yeah. So I. So I and. I thought I forgot Linus with Nakamura relinquish the crown. That he wanted so badly, without even trying to win it in the tournament. I thought that was a little strange. Unless he's planning on just beating whoever the winner is to get the crown back. Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. It feels like they don't quite know what to do with Nakamura, but they know they can't just leave him sitting in back. Yeah, well, he's lucky he has that guitar guy, because otherwise I think he would be sitting in the back. Doesn't that tell you a lot about the state of that company? Yeah. It also tells you a lot about my fandom when I can't remember the guitar guy's name. Rick Booze. 
Frick Boogs. Frick Boogs. That's it. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like I, so I got ESPN Plus just so that I could watch NFL primetime because I, I love Chris Berman, and he is paired with Booger McFarlane. What a great name, Booger McFarlane. Uh, we're we're going to bring up Derek McDonald. <laughs> What's going on, Derek? <laughs> Hello. Um, not, not Nothing much. I'm just looking through, like, the 20th Tony Khan interview where he's talking about WWE this week. So uh, business as usual, yeah. I guess. We got a couple quick hits here. We also have a couple callers on the line. Tori, you're up first, so please hang tight, honey. order. Uh, but there were a couple of things this week that I wanted to mention. We were talking about them earlier, and then we'll jump back in with the King and the, the Queens. Actually, let's start with the King and the Queens since we're talking about it. Uh, thoughts on that, Derek? I said whoever wins Shayna Baszler and Dewdrop, and I really hope it's Shayna Baszler, is going to be the Queen. Yes, you, you got to go Shayna Baszler for the women, and you got to go Xavier Woods for the men, just because he's willed this thing in existence over, like, the last five years. So you got to reward yeah. the poor guy. He's been talking about it, it, it forever. Yeah, he's the only guy I'm invested in to win the thing, honestly. Well, he's the only one playing it up like he wants to win it. Yeah. Right. The only one. You know? And I was saying this, Derek, because I think I, – I don't know if you were on the line when I just said this, but um, New Day – Obviously, first ballot Hall of Famers. But I think if Zayn Woods wins the King of the Ring, I think that solidifies that all three of them could be Hall of Famers in their own right. Yeah, and it it's done. I think who was it? I think it was Ron Simmons who would talk. He was talking about when you have a when you have a stable of guys. The, the point of the stable is to get everybody over. So they're in a better position when it's over than they were going into it. And I think New Day is like a perfect example of that because all three guys were doing nothing. And now, like you said, they're probably all first ballot Hall of Famers now. So it's an exciting time for sure, King of the Ring, Queen. And so everybody, I, I mean, I, I again, I, I, think it's, um, I think it's something to get excited about. Um, we were talking earlier about – we actually had Lewis on the program earlier tonight, um, and that dude is amazing. I, I, mm. <laughs> I'm i a huge fan, um, but I thought he was going to kill me, Derek, when I asked him what was more physical, football or wrestling. He uh, And it wasn't even my question. Yeah. When he said, like, uh, duh, like, uh, he said in football you're playing for three or four years, and in wrestling you can go until you're in your 60s. What do you think? <laughs> He's got a point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just thought, and again, like the extent that I have is like video games. So like, I don't know. I thought they were both very physical and just in different ways. That that yeah. would have been my guess. Me too, because you know, football it it destroys these poor guys' bodies. Wrestling too, yeah. but you know, you, you, some of the old timers who used to wrestle, they can still get around, they can still move. You look at some of these old time uh, basketball players, and they, I mean football players, and they look like um, Jesus, poor. Like, what did you do to yourself? Was it worth it? Except for the quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah, because you can't, yeah, you can't touch them anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're perfectly fine. But, no, um, it's it, no, it's it's um, 
Yeah, I, I always looked at it like football. You're putting your body at risk, but they're for short spurts. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, wrestling, you have to go out there, and you're taking a risk for 20 minutes straight. Yeah, and it doesn't take much. <sighs> and, and, and the thing about wrestling that's crazy is most of the time you're putting your well-being and your health in somebody else's hands, whether they're slamming you or yeah. suplexing you or something like that. So that plays a big yeah. part in it, too. I, I heard you groan in there, Ray. I'm not saying I'm not, wrestling is worse. I mean, I'm, nobody's gonna argue. Nobody's gonna argue that wrestlers don't put their bodies and lives on the line, but like they also don't load themselves up with thirty pounds of armor and then slam into each other's heads. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But in wrestling, you don't see armor. There you go. Oh, you're right. That you're right. You're not. You're not an armored weapon when you're when you're when you're in a wrestling ring. Sometimes, no, sometimes I wish. That, sometimes I wish uh, we did have the armor. To be fair, all that armor sometimes gives you like this false sense of invincibility where you'll dive into a guy head first. You forgot I have this helmet on. You know, I'll, I'll be okay. But it's yeah, many- it's rough. I, look, I, look, what the, look at the Vince Russo. He put the armor on and still got concussion from Goldberg. Yeah, but you're right. This yeah. guy Eagles, who like puts on the helmet, and he actually is Daniel Bryan flying head first through everything. Like you're nuts. And you I mean, get fined for it. You're not stupid. I mean, you're an Eagles fan. Look, look what you know. And I'm not trying to joke, but look what the game of football did to poor Carson Wentz. The poor guy. He sprained both his ankles on the same play a couple games ago. How do you? Do that's that? hard to do. How do you do that? That's 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 that's, ta- that's a talent. That guy's still recovering from the sprained brain he got last year. So. Oh. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. I. 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 Yeah. I like him, but I always thought he was a bit of a prima donna, and, and I think people are starting to see that a little bit. Well, look, he, not to get off topic, he played an amazing game last night. It's just that Lamar Jackson played one of the greatest second halves I've ever seen in football, so I kind of overshadowed yeah. with, with poor Wednesday. He's having an amazing year for comebacks, Lamar Jackson, this year. I mean, you, you can't argue that for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, – and, and I'm not trashing Carson Wentz. Believe me, I, the Eagles wouldn't have had the Super Bowl if Carson Wentz wasn't there to win, what was it, 13 game, 12, 13 games for them before he got hurt? Like, it, it just wouldn't have happened. He put them in that position. So, um, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but you were talking about Vince Russo. Uh, did you hear? So, Vince Russo, we, we were talking about this earlier, Derek. Um, he uh, he did the equivalent of like the late college text, the booty call, I guess. To oh, Vince yes. McMahon, oh, have yeah. you? Yes, I, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. What's our beef? Uh, do you think he, yeah. Do I have heat? Do you think he's going to get a job out of that? I think he did because that was his follow-up. Was I'd love to, you know, anytime you want, I can come in and as if like. We said, like, he, he must be, like, one of the most least aware people out there. Mm-hmm. To think that Vincent Camp want to bring him in with his reputation 
with how he basically drove two companies into the ground, I I can't imagine. No. With that said, I... Yeah, yeah, but he would help the team. Sorry. He he would. It'd be a different different voice. I don't know if that... They've always said his genius was Vince would filter out all the bad ideas and make them good, but do you trust Vince at this age to do that now? Like, that was Vince 20-plus years ago. Can he do the same thing today? I think they had the right idea two years ago, and it's hard to believe it was more than two years ago, uh, when they were going to do Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, and Triple H running the three brands. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the way to go. Because it's three I don't know how they can voices. Look at everything that Roman's done, and when you know that it's because Heyman's hands-on with him. If you're Vince, how do you not go, hey, Paul, I made a mistake? Just look at yeah. what he's doing with Roman. Look at, like, even the influence that he's kind of quietly had over Brock. How much yeah. better he's got. It's uh, it's something. Yeah, but Vince, yeah, so Vince Russo wants back. Uh, not happening. Um, I said earlier, we're talking about, like, AEW and Impact. The Impact stuff in particular, because Moose was on. Um, once in a while, I go for that shocking statement, and I said it off air. And Ray kind of called me to task for it. We lost Derek. Oh, well. Let's go to Tora. It's the next best thing. Sounds like Malcolm's in the background with her. (laughs) That would actually be amazing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. So, WoW Wrestling is coming back this week. I, I, Stro, you brought this up. And uh, we're going to see the return of Tessa Blanchard, which is pretty cool because apparently she can't get a job anywhere else. Uh, we're going to see the return of A.G. Lee, who could probably get a job anywhere she wants and is choosing WoW for some reason. It's cool. Wow. It's compelling. I, I, and they're going to be on television. They're not actually going to just be a YouTube property. They're actually going to be on television starting next year. I'm waiting to see what happens here. I'm thinking this will never get off the ground. It just it seems too crazy. I mean, I want to say it's too crazy, but, you know, whatever. Well, I, I, do, I, I want every piece of me, just because of who I am and what I do on this show, I want to shoot this down so hard. But uh, you know what? You know what? Good for the – go for it, man. There's a demand for women's wrestling. It's AJ it's like um, – I didn't really do much into it, but isn't she like uh, in the like one of the office people there now for WOW? I didn't hear that, but I did hear that she's going to be at the commentary table. Okay. She might be. She might be at the desk. I I didn't hear. But either way, I mean, it's a huge name, you know. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I think there's definitely a demand for women's wrestling. And 
I think, by and large, I think fans are dissatisfied with the women's wrestling that they're getting on TV, at least in terms of what WWE is doing lately. And, and uh, I mean, Impact, they took a right step with Britt Baker, but it still feels like Impact is only capable of focusing on one or two women at the same time. Like we kind of you said in AEW? Yeah, sorry, AEW, yeah. So AEW, like, for example, they have Britt Baker. Now they have this TBS thing. And, and Stro, you think it's going to go probably to Jade Carhill. Um, I can't disagree with that because she's the second woman that they always talk about. They, they can only focus on two at a time. Mm-hmm. Say that way. Yeah, yeah. The only other one I think could be Ruby. Right. Yeah. But if they were really going to do it right, they would have divisions, and they would use some of those undercard women for the TBS title. You know. Make oh, it, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Statlander take it, honestly. I'm well, always she, like her. She'd be, she'd be a great champion. For, yeah, I, I agree. I think she'd be really good at it. And there's a few there, you know, that, that could really do some damage with it. I, I mean, but, yeah. There is... As big of an AEW fan as I am, there is something to be said that their women's division just does not see. And for it, it's amazing that I'm saying this because I think they actually do a very good job of getting getting guys airtime and having multiple storylines going at once. But they, my God, they are bad at getting more than one woman going at a time. Yeah, they're and kind, it seems like they're kind of trying now, like. Like they, they've got a Ruby Riot thing going, and you know they, you know, I take Kazi's at least on TV regularly, and that's and that's a beautiful thing, let me tell you. But who was that? Take Kazi. Okay. Yes. Now that's 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 well, she can be on my TV anytime. Yeah. That, uh, not a. Not at all boring, that's for sure. No, no, lots of Emmy Emmy award winning performances. Yeah, she she's making me remember how much I how much I like the Instagram brand. <laughs> I'm, I might have to do some research tonight when we get off the air. That you might. Yeah. That you might. Would be really funny is if you put on like old tiny pajamas, like complete with like complete with like the floppy nightcap. Well, yeah. And then every, every time you found a new picture, burst into the bedroom and go, Kelly, Kelly, look at the picture I found. Look at the picture I found. Uh, I don't think that would belong to this world if I did that. That's the equivalent oh, of Donald asking his uh, wife for it to waking his wife up to ask him to cook a steak. To ask her to cook a steak. <laughs> Didn't go over well at home. Okay, but um, that's a legitimate request. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I love steak. Wait, what? The, what is showing the picture or the steak? Well, both, honestly. But, okay. but like, <laughs> the steak one I don't get because, like, like I gotta be honest. If some, if some beautiful woman, you know was living with me and woke me up and asked if she want and said, can you make me a steak? Like, the answer is absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> cooking. What? Why are you asking? 
are you? I mean, you know, ideally, like my re- my relationship would be like a like a Ponderosa, you know, where they just keep the steak thin. Oh, that's an old reference. Like a right. like a, what's the new one? The uh, I can't think of what it's Golden Corral. But they keep the the, the the bin full, you know? That would be a nice celebration. <laughs> I feel right away. You know? <laughs> no matter when you get up, there's just steak available. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine that. It's like the Pizza Hut Express in Target, you know? You have <laughs> <laughs> a personal pan there every time you walk by. How long mm-hmm. is it? I couldn't tell you. I would, you know, the next time you get her to call into the show, and I suppose this is a way to make her never call into the show again, the next time you get Kelly to call in, I'm going to pitch the idea of Brady's of like like uh, Brady's <laughs> personal steak depot. Oh, <laughs> no matter when, no matter when Brady arises or comes out of the office room, like that steak is always available for consumption. With lots of ketchup. Oh man, be amazing. Mm. Oh wow. What the hell? <laughs> we could do like a glory hole where the steak comes through, you know, whenever I need it. <laughs> in the wall next to my bachelor bed here. I just occasionally a steak is inserted. Do you get utensils with it or do you just kind of have to like eat it as it comes through? I guess I got to eat it as it comes through. I, I mean, see, steak is a tough one. You usually need a fork and a knife for that. I mean, you could, you use, okay, here's the thing. You could get like a sock, and that could be your steak sock. And then whatever steak is coming through the hole, you just yeah. put that on like a glove, and then you kind of eat it like a big, juicy oh, piece of yeah. jerky. That's not a bit. In fact, I should probably lean, line the hole in the wall with the sock as well that occasionally gets taken out and cleaned. Otherwise, the steak would probably be disgusting. And probably yes, yes. wall. That's that's true. That's yeah. very true. So okay, well it sounds like we've got the basics for a good plan here. Basics for a good plan. I think we do. Yeah. I, mean, I have no idea how we went from talking about uh women's wrestling and tag hockey to steak hole, but <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, Ray, I understand you bought a wrestling shirt this week. I did for the first time in years. Woo! It's not the Ravishing Rick Rude Sup Lady shirt, though. No, no, it is not. It is um, uh, <laughs> regular listeners of this show, I suppose, might say, who do you like enough to buy a wrestling shirt of? And <laughs> and there's a couple here and there. Yeah. Um, but I, I love me some John Moxley. I, he is He is – uh, he is my wrestling. He is my wrestling love, and I, uh, I I enjoy him. I enjoy all his work, but I I got to also because like I, I'm I love Big E too for different reasons. But <laughs> right. I love Big E too, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to give money to such an awful product right now. Yeah, I don't care how much I love Big E, and I and I do. the The Big E celebration rolls on at the Ray Bogus household. I'm happy for him. 
It's a little weird when he gets that descriptive during promos. It is. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. Yeah. But no matter what, like, I'm not getting it, but I'm willing to give my money to AEW. Okay. So, yes. Yes. Sometimes sometimes there are there are things here and there where I say, yeah, enough. Just just enough with it. Yeah. Enough already. I, I was actually – sorry, go ahead. But I was just saying, like, like, no, but it's it's generally speaking, it is an entertaining product from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to sit down. I don't have to have it DVR. I it's usually on about a thirty minute delay when I watch it, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. And it's an, it's so you like something that I'm willing to spend money on. Yeah, no, and I think that's great. Uh, wrestling companies need to be supported. Is it a shirt you would wear to the bar? Um, it depends who I'm meeting at the bar. <laughs> okay. Because it is not, I did go with a rather um, understated and tasteful shirt. Okay. Like, there's no, like, there's no, like, barbed wire all over the place. There's no giant picture of a wrestler on it. Yeah. You know. You get when their face is on it, unless it's, like, I, I don't know. I, not when the face is on it, but I hate it when it's just a profile of the wrestler. With their name underneath? It's not that. It, um, uh, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's very understated and it would depend who. Like, like, you know, if I'm, you know, I'm not going to wear it out with the woman. That's not happening. Okay. That, 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 I mean, but that's, that's because I don't wear shirts with things on them when the, it's it's plain colors. Okay. Like okay. Like, like no, a couple of you know, a couple of friends after work or something. Yeah, it's it's understated enough that I could do that. So is it a love for AEW or a love for Mox? Um, mostly a love for Mox. Okay. But like, I'm willing to buy it because. I find AEW to, by and large, be an enjoyable product. Would you wear the Orange Cassidy yearbook photo shirt? No. Would you buy the Brody Forever shirt? I no. might. I wouldn't wear it to a bar. I would wear it anywhere. Would you Would you buy an All Elite Bay Bay shirt? No. Okay. Well, there you go. No, I mean, it's it's right combination. You know, it's the right combination. Guy I like, acceptable design was available. Company is not a total dumpster fire. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, now I'm just curious. I, 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 I mean, I have a bunch of shirts, um, but there's one these last couple weeks that I feel like I just can't wear like I used to, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know what you guys think about it. But I have a great Ric Flair Woo shirt. No, and you I, can't wear that anymore. You can't wear am I I mean, am I bad if I wear it? No, I mean I I just I think you're an idiot if you wear it. He's mainstream enough, right? That like I think most people don't know about Ric Flair's problems. They'd just be like, Hey, Ric Flair. I I'm surprised. The thing is that I think it's, I think on a its face is just a dorky shirt. It is dorky, but most wrestling shirts are. 
Yeah. What about my WWF where one panda is hitting the other one with a chair? Is that dorky? Yes, but in a fun way. I'm going to say WWF with the two pandas is acceptable to wear still. Okay. Okay. I, do, I wear all these. I mean, I, well, I haven't worn Ric Flair since the incident. Um, Dark Sizer. By the way, uh, and I said this a couple weeks ago, and with every episode I cringe more and more. This week is Luna, by the way. Um, Stro, if I'm a wrestler, and Dark Side of the Ring comes calling me, I'm running away. And I'm begging, <laughs> and I'm begging them to lose my name. Because hmm. if I'm involved in a story that they're trying to tell, nothing good can come. It's like my grandmother used to say about being out at 3 o'clock in the morning, like nothing good happens after 2. Yeah. Well, they're a uh, very appropriately proactive name, named Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just hope I come out of this liking Luna. I think I will. Because she's always been great to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So let's see. So we we talked about the T-shirts. Uh, how about some quick hits, guys? You want to do some quick hits? Sure. We have music. I think we need like circus countdown music or something for it. today. Wow, it's hard to believe it was that long ago. Bret Hart won his first world title. Mm. That was the match against Ric Flair in Saskatchewan. Crazy. That's crazy. I feel old. <laughs> Tony Khan wow. putting Daniel Bryanson on the uh, Daniel Bryanson on the uh, Rampage on, AED, on um, YouTube is going to be taking on, and I couldn't think of the name earlier. Who is he? Minoru Suzuki. No wonder I couldn't remember. Or, uh... Caller caller Steve will not be happy with you. I just didn't remember who it was. It's not that I didn't know the guy. Uh, You know, if he were in WWE, they would call him Suz Morinuski. So... They might call him Spuds McKenzie, too. They might. They might, yeah. And Bobby Fitch, too. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll it'll be interesting. Uh, how about this one? I, Kenny Omega. CM Punk says about Kenny Omega. And I just thought this was great for so many different reasons. CM Punk says, when I wrestle Kenny Omega, it's going to be for the title. And I'm not going to need 30 minutes to beat him. No. <laughs> Sounded fellow that CM Punk. Like Mussolini. <laughs> sure if he's getting promoted to executive anytime soon. Mm. Mm. More <laughs> ice cream bars. Yes. 
Yes. Tony Khan said, and this would be the first time that he lied, but Tony Khan said that he is a close personal friend of Bray Wyatt, but they have not talked. There are no plans for Bray Wyatt in AEW. But they're close. Okay. Of course. <laughs> here's, here, no, here's what it is. They're close personal friends, and they have actually never talked at any point. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> How dumb. Sometimes I think people are so dumb. They got a subliminal thing going on. I, I think I think Tony Khan has a Bray Wyatt action figure that he's friends with. <laughs> like the Lord Helmet scene from Spaceballs. Yeah, man. Everybody that he brings in, and he's saying he's close personal friends with somebody, and they're not going to be on this. There's no plans to bring him in. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I hmm. pencil him in around Halloween. That would be, and I'm hoping he'll come in as a trick or treater for some kind of segment. Yes. Uh, news floating around, and and this wasn't confirmed. I I I think it probably is Randy Orton, but I can't say it for sure. So a top, uh, they're attributing this to a top Raw star. Top Raw star. Um, said. Like WWE wanted to break up AJ Styles and Omos, and they were all set to do it. And then this top star stepped in and said, "He's not ready. Like you know, keep him with AJ Styles. He'll continue to learn and only get better." Makes sense. I would have rather seen Omos get drafted to the Future Endeavored brand personally because I don't really think that he brings anything to the table. All right, but he's a big, tall man who smiles largely, so he's got that going for him. Is it bad that I like Great Kali better than I like Omos? I feel like he yes. at least has a personality. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Here's a good one. Uh, Becky Lynch asked for The Rock's permission to use The Rock Bottom at SummerSlam to win the title. Um mm. Now that I think about it, she used the rock bottom to win the title. I didn't even notice, which goes to show me, Stro, that I think wrestlers think overthink things way more than the fans do. <laughs> uh, what name do you think she'll probably give her version of the rock bottom? I'm hoping it'll be the man's bottom. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what if, hear me out on this, guys. This might be a good name. What if she calls it The Rock Bottom? That'd be amazing. Oh, I know. God, it's a crazy name. The Becky Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd do. Uh, oh, yeah, the music. I forgot the music. It must have shut off at some point. Uh, so... Dana Brooke, Corey Graves taking shots on her, taking shots at her on Raw last week, making fun of her. Uh, they said she had a lot of the talent and the tools that you needed to succeed. And Corey Graves said you could give me all the tools in the world and I wouldn't be able to build a house. Uh, <laughs> and he's true to a certain extent, I think. Uh, Dana Brooke didn't take it so well. She kind of went after him on, on social media. So, Corey Graves this week on Raw says that Dana Brooke needs to spend more time practicing wrestling and less time worrying about what's being said about her on commentary. Interesting. Interesting. 
I don't know if it's possible. That is the first and last time that anyone will say the name Corey Graves and interesting in the same sentence. <laughs> but I Remember Dana Brooke called Jim Cornetta, Mark! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's had her She's had her moments. I don't know. I'm, he probably wouldn't even argue with you about that. That's the funny thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I want to agree with you, Brady. I do, because I want to agree with you, but th- there's another piece of me that thinks Jim Cornette would argue with the staff side. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, by oh, the way, did they, because um, I was kind of looking at the rosters, did they switch all the announcers up with the draft? I didn't even notice that. But now it looks like Byron Saxon's on SmackDown and Corey Graves is back on SmackDown, and I don't see that other guy that I hate anymore. I, I don't know where he ended up. Uh, the, the football player, but I don't know. It, it seems weird, and I don't remember them talking about switching the announcers up. Why can announcers get drafted? I I don't. I have no answer to that question. Yeah. But since you mentioned Byron Saxton, I would like to mention the Zaro World, Brian Saxton. Where is David Otunga? <laughs> You know, I just I just um I just connected with David Otunga on LinkedIn, so I'm hoping it's gonna reveal some stuff. We'll uh, we'll see about that. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> furthermore about the draft, uh why is it like if you have the chance to draft just one member of a team or an entire team, why would you decide to only draft one? Like, if New Day is a faction, why wouldn't you take all three if you get a three-for-one pick? Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out here. Here's, here's why I think it is. Now, this will, guys, if anybody from WWE hears this, we're going to be in hot water. Um, here, here's what I think. Um, <laughs> a long time ago... Vince did. Vince had one tag team breakup go really well, and uh, he has never been able to move past that. Like a guy, like a five that gets, like a five that's dating a ten, and then and then suffers a breakup. Yeah. Ever been able? This has never quite been able to put that behind him. It's Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart's fault because he's never got over them too. You know, there was there was a long-standing joke that Vince McMahon was drunk at a bar one night with a bunch of the main eventers, and he said, "I can make anybody my star. Any of you guys are replaceable." And they said, "Pick any two people." So they picked a random guy from the Hart Foundation and from the Rockers, and he made them both stars. I don't know if that's true. It sounds a little far-fetched, uh, but I think it makes for a great story. Uh, Vince McMahon is obsessed. With- Look, he broke up the Dudleys. You know. He made Devon a reverend for some reason, briefly. Um, he, he did Batista, too. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did. Uh, anyway, I want to close it up with a really quick, funny uh, kind of Drew, Drew McIntyre story. He was talking about when he was pretty young on the roster and he went to grow a beard straw for the first time when he was growing his beard. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker came up to him. And the Undertaker said, I've got more hair on my ass than you've got on your face, boy. 
I think that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get out of here, I'm going to go to uh, Trenton, New Jersey. We actually have Rat Boy on the line. What's going on, Rat Boy? Yay! How you doing, brother? Yay. Hey, I've been busy, busy, busy. Come on, you know? Keyword. I'm a busy guy now. It's hard for me to get get on the show now because I'm busy. Well, what are you doing that you're so busy? Are you collecting stamps? No, bingo. Collecting bingo. I won. I won. I won nine hundred Friday night. Nine hundred dollars. Nine hundred. I won two jackpots. Two jackpots. Two jackpots, buddy. How much was that? And I can't. Huh? Uh, I, I only got, uh, let me see, it was $10 to get in. No, yeah, $10 to get in. And I won so you $900 won out of the $10. Yeah. Because you spent 10 to get in. Did you buy yeah. any food? No, I bought it on the way there. On a Subway. Subway okay, how much sandwich. How much was that? Oh, no, my mom bought that. Okay, so that that's a positive game then. Um, all right, cool. Uh, I just had a call so, in. I I should I should. I'm telling you, man. WWE is really getting screwed up these days. Rapley, I'm telling you that you playing bingo on Friday night doesn't mean that you're too busy to call in on Tuesday. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. I go I go to bingo on Tuesday. I, I call on Tuesday night. You ought to call us from Bingo. Or better yet, yeah, I, yes. you ought to go and play I call Bingo. bingo. I, I, I call two games every night. And they give me the, okay. the t- two, dash, two dash games. I'm just getting home okay. Well, we're just getting ready to go to sleep for the night, brother. I know. I tried to call you up last week. You was gone. I called up the following week. You was gone. You know, this is the holiday treat now because the holiday season coming up. You know, Halloween, God, we got Thanksgiving, we even got Christmas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and any other holidays in between. That's a spoiler there. Yeah, ain't it? Rapper, do you still watch Impact Wrestling? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay, I watch it, and I like it. What's your favorite company? You're a WWE My favorite guy, company? Oh. It's got the AEW now. Really? Yes. Who do you like better, Tay Conti or Alexa Bliss? Come on. I, I like Alexa Bliss. Come on. I, I can't, I can't lie. I love Alexa Bliss. I like her okay. character. Me too. I love her character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very well rounded. But 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 there's another character that I like on AEW. That's Thunder Rosa. You know, I like her too. Yeah. Yeah. I like her yeah. makeup. They're the two I like. Yeah. Okay. All right, brother. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. So two weeks and, ago, and then we were I off. got a spoiler alert for everybody. Okay, I'm not sure it's going to happen. It's going to be, might be true. All right. 
Alberto Del Rio is coming back to the WWE. You ain't going to see him in the Royal Rumble. I didn't even mention it because I don't believe that to be true. Well, I'm mentioning it, and that's a spoiler alert. But you know what? He he is the only one that insisted that MVP was coming back when I told him no, no, no. He was right. There's a rat room. It's a spoiler. I'm not saying it's a spoiler alert. I'm not sure yet, but I I will have more details in weeks to come on him. In weeks to come, Rat Boy will fill us in on that story. Hey, brother, thanks for calling in, man. Anytime, man. I just want to say, hey, yo, I'm still alive. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm busy, busy, busy. Boom. I'm out of here. Rat Boy, give your parents my best. Love you, brother. Hello. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And that was the incomparable... Rat boy. Ray, did you have anything you wanted to mention before we get out of here? I love all of the Stroh's extracurricular activities, and I cannot wait for him to let us know where to join him throughout the rest of the week. Yes, please. Uh, Stroh, hit us with it. Okay. Well, this Thursday I'll be on set for an upcoming horror film called The Love Spell, and uh, WCW Retro will, will return next Thursday night at 19 minutes dinner time with continuing discussion of what if scenarios in wrestling history so please bring your what if game next Thursday uh, Friday night the Stroh Zone midnight Eastern standard time facebook.com slash throw the maestro uh, the Friday night midnight feature will be Brighter Frankenstein this Saturday I'll be doing special commentary for Shockwave Wrestling Ode to Manson proceeds the event will go to uh, Manson's family um, there are Paul's family. Uh, it's at the Craven County JC's Fairgrounds in Newburgh, North Carolina. For more information, how you can donate and for ticket information, go to shockwavewrestling.com. Uh, breaking news, actually, uh, I will be part of the upcoming WrestleCated event in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, in Benson Center um, with the uh, artist known as the Sheikster. Uh, we'll have our own table there at WrestleCated. Come see us, uh, November 26th to 28th. Nice. For more information. For more information, go to WrestleCade.com for more info. And uh, The Devil's Daughter, uh, which I'll be starring as Dr. Arkhamen, will be premiering on Halloween. So be looking up on that. It'll be premiering on Halloween um, online at the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Real Devil's Daughter. So look at if you guys enjoy the film. All right. Thank you to Moose for calling in tonight for the Impact Wrestling. Be sure to check them out each and every Thursday night on Access TV, along with all the other great stars of Impact Wrestling. Thank you, Access TV. And uh, thank you to all the callers. Thank you for the best crew I could ever ask you. Happy, Stro, Derek, Matt, right? All you guys are just incredible top notch. You just make the show so much fun for the East Coast. It felt good tonight. We've been in a fun to this couple of weeks. We got back at it a little bit tonight. It's really good. And don't forget, ECWA returns November 6th at the Jersey Dugout in Morton, Jersey, Jersey. That's going to be ECWA Super Fight. With Mr. Ulala still the champion, but if he's taking on the returning, a very good professional wrestler, a very good professional wrestler, formerly Dasher Hatfield, who hasn't been in the ring since breaking his ankle at the Super 8 tournament back in April. 
So it'll be a great swing to be because it's professional wrestling back in the ring. And check out all the stars at ECW. Tickets and information available via ECWWrestling.com. That's going to do it for tonight. But everybody, be sure to check out all the other great shows available on the ECWWrestling.com. Be sure to check us out on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe on the Patreon. Buy a shirt on Pro Wrestling TV. That's your ECWWrestling. And, uh, again, let's check out it. Everybody have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. I love you all. Bye-bye.